0: let's ride with touchdown denver touchdown denver hosted by nick ferguson and george Stoya.
1: all right everybody we're back from that quick break and nick let's let's dive into to this game because obviously um you know we know all the stuff that led up to this game but but this one it felt like a you know kind of like a, a an avalanche right um and not in the good way in the terms of the Colorado avalanche. Uh, this, was, this was a bad avalanche, and uh, it felt like this had maybe been building for weeks, Nick. I, I think that you look back at this season, and obviously things fell apart throughout the year, but I think we were always waiting for this, this game, this type of a game where uh, they finally, you know, everybody kind of stops pulling on the same rope, right? Everybody lets go of the rope. And I think, I think a lot of us thought it was going to be that Chiefs game. Remember, they're down 27 to nothing, this is the blowout. They're gonna get. They're just gonna get beat down and and kind of you know give up. Um, but they came back. They fought. They win the next week, right? I mean, there's a lot of us thinking. I know I was thinking Nathaniel Hackett's gonna save his job. You know, they can. They're they're gonna beat the Rams. Uh, maybe they play the Chiefs tough and then they beat the Chargers at the end of the season and Nathaniel Hackett keeps his job. That doesn't happen. They get absolutely blown out. Nick, what did you see in this game? Uh, that on the field, uh, we we talked about all the off the field stuff, but on the field, that was maybe disappointing. I mean, the start, you have to talk about the start, you know, giving up the the two touchdowns, you know, the first three pass attempts, obviously kind of did them in. But after that, they didn't even show any signs of life uh, coming back in that game.
0: Yeah, it was uh, the beginning of the game. That was really disappointing. And you and I talked about it last week when we were previewing this game. And we were wondering, okay, well, what was going to happen with the offense? One, with Russell coming back from concussion, and then also Cortland Sutton being thrust back into the lineup. And, and I was a little cautious about Sutton being in the lineup. And the reason I was was because of the fact that I just thought that there was going to be a heavy emphasis of trying to get Cortland Sutton involved in a game plan And you can see early on. That's what Russ was trying to do. The, the first play of the game, they took a deep shot, on the right side, you know, Cortland Sutton matched up with Jalen Ramsey. That wasn't complete. And then it was a deep crosser route that Russell was trying to throw, but overthrew it, and then it ended up in the hands of the defender. And then you come back, ensuing possession. He's trying to throw a ball to Greg Dulcich. Bobby Wagner, his own teammate picks him off. Here's what I would have loved to see Russ do in that situation with the Dulcich play, because from for me, you know Bobby is sitting inside throw that pass a little outside so that way that Greg Doses can kind of fall into the play and you throwing it away from the defender. To me, poor execution, bad decisions on Russ, trying to be too aggressive and make those plays uh, for the offense, and that put the defense in a tough situation. When you're on a short field like that, I mean, yeah, you want to hold or try to hold the team to a field goal, but that didn't happen. And when the Rams just kind of got, I think, with like 17-0, to me, that's when the womb was really open because what we saw uh, from the Rams is they started to run the ball. And I, I was thinking, hey, listen, the Broncos are going to stand up. I mean, you got Alex Singleton and Josie Jewel who have been great against the run, but it just reminded me of Josh Jacobs running through this team yet again. And it just, it just got to a point where it was so frustrating, but it just seemed as though that effort that we saw you know, in 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 the Cardinals game, the effort we saw in the Kansas City Chiefs game, it's like it, it went away, and, and guys just you know out of position, not communicating, and, and the body language. That's that's the biggest thing for me defensively. Watching the body language, what was so bad, and I was like, someone's gonna step up, someone's gonna do something, and I think this is probably where you know everything with Randy Gregory got out of control because he was figuring, okay, well, I'm gonna bring that fire, I'm gonna bring that energy. But it was misguided and misdirected, and that, too, hurt the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it it's one thing for the offense to perform bad, right, Nick, because we've seen it all year. Like, the interceptions, maybe not as much in one game, but for them to not score or not be able to move the ball, that to me was like, yep, that checks out, right? Uh, but for the defense to get um, embarrassed like that, and I get it. The first couple touchdown drives – you know it's tough cuz it is a short field uh especially the second one right i mean they were i think they were inside the 10 yard line um you know th- that you know is always a tough situation but the rest of the game you know it was just came K- makers 5 yards 8 yards 10 yards you know baker mayfield play action uh you know screen pass to higby or whoever and they were just dicing them up and we haven't seen that all year from this defense nick not no. not one time have we seen that and it was disappointing because that's that's supposed to be the catalyst of this team, right? That's supposed to be the side of the ball that keeps them in football games, uh, and and we didn't see it. And again, I think that that was another, you know, point to letting Kanket go was they could you you watch that game and and you could tell guys had just given up, like you were saying, the body language, the effort, it wasn't there, and uh, it was just one of those situations on the defense that it's like, man, if the defense isn't doing this, then. You know, I, I where's the team's mental, um, you know, capacity at? So, I don't know, man. We ha- we have to also dive into Russell Russell Wilson. Nick, um, what did you think of his performance? Obviously, three interceptions. It all three were very bad decisions, in my opinion. Um, you know, they they weren't. I mean, you had guys open. The third one, Nick, that that might be his worst interception of the year, in my opinion, because he rolls out. He's trying to make a play right. He's scrambling. He's got Cortland Sutton open on the sideline. He could run, you know, 10, 12 yards, probably for a first down. Or he could dump it off to Latavius Murray, who's also right in front of him. Instead, what's he do, Nick? He throws it 40 yards down the field, trying to make a big play, and he's intercepted. So what did you think of, of the way Russell played on Sunday?
0: Not exactly the way that you wanted your quarterback to go out and play, especially in the national televised game. And I would dare to say it's one of, you know, Russell's more embarrassing games. Uh, th- that play to Greg Dosage encapsulated, I guess, the entire season or Russell Wilson in the Broncos uniform. And he's so used to making those uh, big plays, he was trying to give Greg Dosage an opportunity. And i say this, Greg Dosage is still a-, a rookie. I would have loved to see him go up uh, and try to take, you know, take that ball because that's what we call the 50-50 ball right? That's where you see guys get moss. And that was Greg Dose's opportunity to moss Jalen Ramsey, but he was not able to climb over him and just kind of snatch it away. And and this is once again, in lies, a problem. And and this is not me trying to dump on Greg Dose's because I still think he's one hell of a player, but my whole thing is using players that you have, you're absolutely right. When you look at setting up progressions or or, or level routes, Russ had an opportunity to run. He had an opportunity to dump that ball off, but he saw that as opportunity. Hey, let me, let me try to make a play to get our team back into it instead of taking the obvious, which is the check down, which Broncos fans last year got a little upset with Teddy, calling him check down Teddy. But when you're in these situations, when you're struggling and you're trying to get the offense in the rhythm, George, you have to take those plays. Yeah, everyone wants to chunk play. Everyone wants to splash play because that's how you advance the ball faster and score touchdowns, but it's all about trying to matriculate the ball down the field, and this is something I know Russ is going to learn from. Where does he go from here? We don't know. We we really don't know, and all of that is going to depend on who's the next coach hired, but more importantly, who's the next offensive coordinator that comes in here, but it was a bad game uh, for Russ. And, you know, just once again, going back to this really quickly, just the body language of guys. It's been a tough season. You know, you have two seasons remaining. It is Christmas. You're away from your family and you're thinking as a player. Wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. We are being embarrassed on national television. And, And it's not like it's one of the losses that they suffered early on in the season where they had eight losses, where they lost by one score. No, 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 no. See, there's a difference. See, when you're getting beat down, right? Everyone knows it. You know it, right? And sometimes those beat downs are easy to embrace. But in a season like this, where you've lost too many games and just kind of an embarrassing fashion, sometimes that losing takes hold of you. And I don't care who you are. You're going to react as a person in some way. And once again, this is why we saw all that on the field interaction between players and throwing other helmets because of because of that.
1: And Nick, let me ask you this, because I think it's important to get, um, you know, players perspectives. And we will this week, I'm sure. But when the head coach is fired, what's what's the the feeling inside that locker room? I, I mean, obviously, there's probably there's maybe a handful of guys that are like, yeah, you know, you know, they probably didn't believe in Hackett or, you know, weren't his biggest fan. But is there also probably a part of them that's like, man, we let. We let this this organization down because it is it is partially on the players, right? When it, when a coach gets fired, uh, it's always partially on the players, I would assume, unless you have you know an Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville um, and there's things that they can't control off the field. But when you you're getting beat like the Broncos are, and uh, I, I'm sure that they feel maybe partially guilty. Am I am I assuming wrongly there, Nick? And and how do you think that locker room feels today after? Uh, you know, especially some of these veteran guys, Nick, That going to be their fifth head coach that they're going to hire in eight years. I mean, at some point you're going to you got to say, man, like what is it the coaching or is it is it uh, a culture and, and player problem?
0: Well, it's always a difficult time. And when you're sitting in that room and the coach is fired, you have to take ownership. Right. And I've always said this. It's a 60 40 split. 60 on the coaches, 40 on the players. Now, I'm sure there are some players who are happy about the fact that Hackett being fired because maybe they didn't see eye to eye. They were not doing exactly what uh, they needed to do offensively to get certain players involved. That, that happens. That, that's kind of a natural uh, course of things. But then there are other guys who are going to feel as though, hey, he was fired and I had a hand in it. And to me, there's not a single player not a single player in that locker room that did not contribute to this. Now, let me, hold on. Let me walk this back just a little. There are a couple of players, those players that were not put in the game that should have been in the game that those players are going to say, look, if you put, had you put me in the game instead of this other guy, maybe you still will have your job. So it is a breakdown of different things that are going on. But for the majority Uh, of it a lot of those guys are going to say well we're on to another coach because there was something I did not do well no matter what the struggles were George offensively defensively in the game on Christmas the guys on defense could have tackled I mean I can't put that on Russell I cannot put that on Nathaniel Hackett hell I can't even put that on Azura Everett when there's a man in front of you you have to make a tackle we saw more missed tackles In this game, then, I think I've seen all season long, right? And that's not on the coach. That's on you as a player. And for me, I always felt like this. Even when games are going terribly wrong, it is your job to go out there and tackle. You play defense. That is part of your job description. Not going out and fulfilling that job description, that's bad. So if you're on this defense, you're on this offense, and Hackett is being fired, and there's this press conference, you have to say that we were a part of it. We contributed to it because we didn't do our part. So there are going to be some discussions, if there haven't been discussions between players right now, as to where the Broncos go from here. But the one player, once again, I feel really sad for is Justin Simmons because this is all he knows. He doesn't know anything any different than this he just knows losing seasons missing the playoffs and oh by the way we have another coach coming in what crew is he going to be bring in this time
1: yeah man justin after the game nick and and you know i've covered him now the last three years and this is the most frustrated and upset i think i've seen him uh, at least in the last three years I, you know i didn't cover him before that but uh he is he is new levels of frustration, I think very short with the media after the game. um, Not a whole lot of hope there. So I I can't imagine that he's, uh, he's pretty upset. And, and again, you look at, he he's the one guy that has been in this locker room, you know, uh, not the longest. I know Brandon McManus has been there longer, but uh, one of the longest tenured players and you just have, you feel for him because he's, He's not even seen what he's seen maybe one winning season and it was his rookie year uh you know and, and he didn't play a whole lot so uh you feel for him but Nick before we uh, take a quick break here, what uh what will you remember the most of the Nathaniel Hackett tenure and we could dive into this a little bit too in the last segment but is there a moment uh, that you're like you kind of just like you look back you're like man, that was crazy uh because he was only he was only here Nick 334 days I, I looked it up yesterday. That is a very short tenure, but, man, did a lot happen in that tenure. You look back. I, I did a kind of a timeline for the Denver Gazette yesterday, Nick. You had the Nuggets game where he shows up a week after being hired. and was like, we're going to score a lot of points. They finished dead last in points per game this year. and incredibly historically bad offense. Uh, you look back at the Russell trade, uh, training camp, they're doing jog throughs. and You're like, oh, yeah, player safety, uh, you know, all that stuff. They end up leading the league in injuries. Uh preseason, they don't play the starters. You've got the 64 yard field goal to start the year. Uh the Colts Broncos game, which is by far the worst football game I've ever watched. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. The Carolina frustrations, right, between Mike Purcell and Russell Wilson and Hackett saying, Oh, I didn't see it. It's like you were right there. Um, you know, there's so many, Nick. Uh and we got we got to take a break. So maybe let let's have you think about it, Nick. Uh, and then we'll kind of dive into a little bit of that. And then I also, Nick, we, we got to get to you know they're going through a coaching search and i think it starts today right i mean that's you get a two-week head start with the new nfl rules i would assume they're going to start interviewing or at least putting together a list of candidates uh, so we'll dive into all of that nick uh after this quick break